welcome to another episode of uh, the one and only Book of Douglas Family Friends Network, hosted by Five Smooth Stones. Uh, thank you all for joining us for another episode. How's the family doing tonight? Hopefully everybody's doing well. I really mean that. Um, you know, after what you, uh, what I'm sure everybody's seen the news, what's been going on in uh, Aurora, I'm sure it makes everybody kind of valued family around about now because you just don't know when you'll see each other for the very last time. Which a lot of those people going to the movies to see the premiere of Batman had no clue that that would be the last time that they would see their uncle or aunt or brother or sister. Life is fragile. Life is just too fragile. I mean, it's just amazing. You know, you wonder why we need these reminders. But I do believe that they are placed in our lives just for that reason. Well, for one, that's for one one reason these tragedies happen, I believe. And um, I think it, it serves as a reminder, I probably should say. But anyway, family, I hope everybody's doing good tonight. Um, tonight I'm looking forward to this show tonight. It's a very needed topic, another one of those topics that, uh, that I feel that can um, bless young people, young adults as well as older people. I try to pick topics that's relevant to the family. I try to pick topics that's relevant to what I think a lot of people in this family is going through, and not just this family, but just the family on the planet, you know, just regular stuff that I believe people are wrestling with every single day. That's what I try to do. I try to pick things that uh, are going to be, that's going to really help us. And I do say us. Notice I said us. So, Tonight, uh, it's going to be a lot uh, happening tonight. We're going to, again, talk about family news, different things going around the family. Um, if you have any news, information, shout-outs, you're more than welcome to call the show tonight. Again, if you have news, information, updates, you're more than welcome to call the show tonight and just let me know what's going on. You can shout-out to you, to whoever, okay, whoever. It's an open line. It's for you, family. It is not my show. It is your show. You make it happen. If you don't call, you don't get involved, it don't happen. And uh, I'm not going to have just my show. Uh, So uh, I just appreciate those of you that have gotten involved by way of listening in the archives. As a matter of fact, I would like to share some numbers with y'all just so y'all know just what's going on. And uh, you can always log into the show. I think I'm going to post these numbers in the chat room. I think there's a way I can cut and post. But I want y'all to see these numbers. You will not believe the numbers we have had over the last, since we started dealing with the young people. I'm serious. So what I'm going to do, I think it will let me cut and post. Let's see here. I think, I think, I think, I think. Okay, let's see. I just cut it. And let me see if it'll let me post in the chat room. And so y'all can look at these numbers yourself and see we've been uh, doing really good. Again, there's only about 50 people in uh, on the uh, in the chat room. I mean, excuse me, 50 people on on the uh, Facebook is what I'm trying to say. But for some reason, we've gotten well over 100 people listening in the archives. And believe you me, that is very, very good. I was getting used to the... 50s and the 60s. When we did that show, a lot of y'all are listening. Maybe there's some people listening more than one. Uh, one time, I don't know. But um, a lot of people 
uh, obviously is listening to this show, uh, be it one person many times or, you know, it's just good to see these numbers up. So uh, I'm, I'm very, very thankful, family, for those of you who uh, was a part of that. I really, really mean that. And I think what you're probably doing is being shy like a lot of family members are for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. That, it could be the time of the show. We just don't draw a lot of people. But then you look at the archives, and uh, these numbers don't lie. I would give you my sign-in, but I don't want anybody going to my account and messing up some accidentally and erasing the show because they're priceless to me. But uh, anybody that's interested, I'm going to go ahead and post this in the chat room and you can look at the numbers and just see. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to put all of my numbers with other shows to try to cut and paste just a few. It's going to be a little difficult. So I'm just posting the last four shows. So there he is in the chat room. Uh, let's see. Did he get the eighth? But anyway, anybody interested, uh, they can look in the chat room and just see just how good we have done. Again, this is amazing, and I thank the Most High for it, and I thank you, family, for it. You didn't have to do it. You didn't have to be a part of these numbers, but you were, and I do appreciate that. I'm just concerned about people calling when it's on the air live. I just would like to see more family call in and share this, that, and the other. But if you don't, the show will go on until I get just completely tired or but if the numbers continue to go up like they have went up in the archive, I see no reason for me to cancel. Maybe y'all just will never call in. I know we at first we had a lot of people calling in, and some of y'all still do. So I'm not saying those of you that do participate, I'm not talking about you, but I'm just looking for more. It's about, I count about 300 people in our media network. Uh, and that's not to mention the family, that I, the, the new family that I have uh, invited this week. Hopefully they'll tune in uh, next week or if they got time this week, I'll just sent a notice out today, so a lot of people might not get until next week. But hopefully we'll have family members from other other states calling into the show or listening at least in the archives, to the archives or something, okay? So anyway, uh, that's what's going on. And uh, um, again, I'm just thankful. I really am, and I appreciate all of y'all that, that go back and listen to the shows you might think it's nothing, you know, it may not be nothing to you, but it's not, it's it's something to me, believe that. It really is something to me. So on paper, I'm happy. Uh, as far as the live shows, I feel like we can do a little bit, be- little, little better. But anyway, tonight, folks, tonight, we're going to be dealing with another one of those topics that I feel has caused these archive ratings to go up, and that is this whole business of uh, uh, things that deal with the young people you know, um, things that deals with the young people, such as, um, you know, we talked about first spiritual warfare. Then we talked about I want to serve God, uh, but I can't stop sinning and feeling guilty. We did three parts to that. That did very well. Those are the numbers I was talking about earlier. And tonight, tonight, we have a very important topic, probably just as important, if, if not more uh, important in the topics we dealt with in the past, and that is um, having to do with a video that's on YouTube that's, that has over, I uh, know, 21 million last time I looked, and it's called Why I Hate Religion But Love Jesus. 
So tonight we're going to hear from the creator of that video, a young man, and many that responded to that video, young people. And uh, I promise you, whether you're young uh, to where you're young and can relate to them or older, if you're older and you can't relate to them, you will find (laughs) the responses from these young adults very interesting. I promise you that. So we have quite a few responses, and that's going to be what we do the second half of the show. We'll just let the entire second half go towards the, the playing of this video first, and then all of those different people that responded to this wonderful video, this brother really did a good job explaining the difference between religion and having a relationship with the Most High, and he, he uh, titled his video, Why I Hate Religion But Love Jesus. Again, you're going to hear it from the mouth of the young people. Let me just go ahead and read the definition or the description of the show because, again, we're going to have new listeners probably tuning in either this week and or next week, and I just want to make sure they understand exactly what this Booker Douglas Family and Friends Network is all about. Again, I'm Seth. Okay, I am. My mother's name is Irene. Her mother's name was Azalee Douglas, who married Caleb Booker, and that's where we get a lot of the uh, Douglases from, and that's that's mainly the people I've reached out to, already reached out to the Bookers, but I got a chance to come across a lot of Douglases uh, outside of the state that I know anything about and got some emails and sent some invitations out. So if you're listening for the first time and you're a part of the family in a different state, welcome, welcome. I can't welcome you enough to listen to the show um, all we ask is to just sit back and listen and enjoy uh, on your cell phone or on your computers, and you can chat if you like. The chat room is open tonight, and I want to thank everybody, by the way, that are early in the chat room. Uh, uh, and uh, those of you on the phone lines, again, thank you all for tuning in. If you have any questions or comment, you all been shy lately, but press 1. If you are not, you can stay shy. And by the way, anybody listening to the sound of my voice on the computers, after the show goes off and you're listening in the archives. If you want to call the show but you just don't want to be identified or you don't want to participate, that's okay. We've got a lot of people that do just that. They call and listen, and that's it. And that's why I posted those numbers in the chat room because I want people to see that these numbers are real. There are people listening and value the show, but I guess the show is at a hard time for a lot of people to be able to participate with the live. So it's okay for you to just listen if you want to call the show and just listen. Hold the phone. Uh, I won't open up the lines. I think I did it once or twice, but it's because I was, it was numbers that I that I knew. So just simply dial uh, star sixty-seven. Dial star sixty-seven. That way, I won't even see your phone number. Okay. All right. So anyway, that's what we'll be doing with, dealing with later on tonight. Uh, let me just go ahead and read the description of the show. Like I said, I would. Um, I typed earlier, um, it says, this is a weekly show on Sundays at 9 to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is simply a time for the Book of Douglas family and friends to stop by and get updated on what's happening with the family. You can advertise briefly, shout-outs for birthdays, anniversaries, special events, also prayer requests, career opportunities, investment tips, job postings, scholarship information, even even, uh, recipes. Health remedies, clean jokes. If you got some good jokes, hey, call and share. This is your show, family. Uh, if you sell something, you're looking to buy something, testimonies, uh, places to meet up at, family business meetings, uh, parties, uh, any type of announcements, really, sick and shut in. All right, this is the kind of things we are to listening 
to happen on this show. Bring them on, bring them on, bring them on, all right? I want to mention that you can call in and announce your event or email me, and I will announce anything that's wholesome. Also, we will spotlight our interview. This is an important time for our family and friends to share things on various topics above that will enrich our lives in every way. We need this uh, for encouragement and inspiration. Let's make this happen. Let's see to it that it's a success. Also, I'm seriously seeking to let others host the show sometime. This is truly your show. That means if somebody else in another state and relatives and live in another state, you want to host the show, not a problem. Okay, maybe it'll be you to host the show first to let some of our local family know that I'm really mean when I say that you can host the show. I think they believe it. I think people are just busy. And, uh, I mean, I know people have things to do, and so do I. I just kind of... Uh, the way I the way I spend time with the families doing this show, I find it so hard to get to see people, and I find it so hard to fellowship with people. And then when you do fellowship with people, I find it so hard for them to believe that you really just care about them and just fellowship. And so, I I know that's one of the reasons that that I that I came up with this this this, this idea to do this show. Again, I'm on blog talk uh, talking about other things throughout the week and have some extra time. And this thought came across my mind when I started thinking. I was thinking about how I, we could uh, help the family. I was in that mode, thinking how I could just, you know, in my own way do something to help make us more united because we're so many people and so scattered. And I was at a graduation not too long ago, and, and a family member came up and sat behind me and uh, told me he was there for the graduation. And I said, well, who do you know graduated? He said, his son. And I got to thinking. My nephew graduating, your son graduating, and I bet they go to school with each other and they know each other, and that was the truth. They did know each other. So, um, actually, I never really asked him now to think about it. And I, 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 we just made that assumption, but no, now I think about it, I don't think I asked him. But they go to the same high school. They probably do know each other. And that's what we can't have, family. We don't have to be in each other's face. I don't have time to be in each other's face. I don't have time to be in each other's business, and I bet you don't either. But this is just a show where if you want to, once a month, once every two months, once every three months, just stop by, see what's going on, get an update. Uh, it ain't that too much happening where it changes that much. Once every two or three months is good enough. That's what the show is designed for, family members to listen once every two or three months. It's not designed to listen every month. For those that do, every week, excuse me, every week. Uh, so when I said month, I meant week. So it's not designed to listen every single week. But every other month, if you want to join, that's wonderful. Whatever it is, okay? Again, I, I would hope you're busy, but all that needs to be done in the family today, I would hope you're busy. But if somebody listening every week, hey, I ain't mad at you, more power to you, all right? So tonight, tonight, we will do several things. Again, the second hour, we will deal with that topic. Uh, uh, I hate why I hate religion, but love Jesus. Why I hate religion. I love Jesus. This was again put out there. It's very viral, very popular video, very popular video. And lots and lots of people have responded. They add up all of those numbers of the people that that got responses to responding. I'm sure this be one of the top videos of YouTube. So anyway, folks, we'll deal with that at ten o'clock uh Central Standard Time. In the meantime, we got a lot going on. We're gonna hear from them again tonight. 
We're going to listen to uh, look at the top ten movies for those of you that love movies. And we'll also do things like the weather and uh, may even do a little comedy. We'll see. All right? So right now I just want to just take a quick little break, allow a few more family members to come. You know, some of y'all miss CP time. <laughs> some of y'all are, just be honest. You know you are. Some of y'all uh, wait to, uh, you want me to get the preliminaries out of the way, then you'll tune in. But those, again, that's on the phone lines in the chat room already, thank y'all for coming. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. This is by Lecrae. I figured we'll start the show off uh, with Lecrae. And we will end the show with Lecrae. So this should be interesting. All right? So check this out by the one and only Mr. Lecrae. It's a popular rapper that a lot of people is getting hip to. Uh, the church world been knowing, knowing about him for a while, but some of y'all listen to the other rappers and you uh, just now finding out. But anyway, this is Lecrae. Be right back. He's coming. Okay, I don't know what's going on with this video. Let's do this. Let's just switch to another one. Sorry about that. Just one second. Okay, here we go. Bring it, Trump. Yeah. This song right here. Everybody out there looking for truth. Who says, you know, we all in the same boat. Yeah, Christians, Muslims, everybody yeah. like that. <laughs> Yo, you looking for truth? Oh, I got some answers, man. So good to me. Uh, let's get into it. Let's go. Night and day, I ain't scared to take it, we different They play the prostitute, but they like to say they just intimate Idols in their hearts, they can't seem to lose a grip on it See them walking in the direction that King is gripper with Our world is different like Whitley and Wayne, man They say we look the same, but we ain't chasing the same thing It all boils down to they think everything's relative Jesus might as well be a South American president It's very evident, they say that Jesus was evident They lifestyle reflects, they worship themselves instead of him They don't Acknowledge the Christ. If they did, they wouldn't worship themselves by the way that they live. All these rappers say they got guns that spray off 16. I got a Luke 9 that can take off 16. That's the Bible, the one they quote. But they don't care about the author, they think he's a joke. Man, some folks say all truth is relative. It just depends on what you believe. You know, hey man, ain't no way to know for sure who God is or what's really true. But that means you believe your own statement, that there's no way to know what's really true. Saying that that statement is true You're killing yourself If what's true for you is true for you And what's true for me is true for me What if my truth says yours is a lie? Is it still true? Come on, man I promise you, everybody is asking the same question Who am I? What is my purpose in my direction? Probably believe that you exist for no other reason The self-satisfaction, hedonism, and pleasing things Life's about you getting yours and being happy Even if it means a divorce and switching families Your job, your house, your car, your spouse It's all for the glory of you, else you out You go to school, get your degrees, and get a job So you can make a whole lot of cheese, cause life's hard you never thought of living to please a real God And that's the reason he made you, see He gave you breath to breathe 
the chest of breathing So you can taste and see he's the best believing He made us for his glory and up for your own homie Our God is holy, you should repent and die slowly See there's this thing called secular humanism that says Man is the source of all meaning and all purpose You know what I'm saying, we're just the result of a big cosmic explosion We don't really have a purpose or meaning So we just come up with our own purpose We're the source of our meaning and our purpose but how can a man who's just a product of chance, a finite being, be the source of purpose and meaning? He can't. We created a purpose, man. He was the creator, y'all. And everybody got a problem with God. And when you mention the Christ, then they really get to turn in the knives. But some say they roll with Christ. Cause some rappers made him seem like he was cool with all the sin in their life. No. But then some say, how could God exist when all this evil stuff in the world keep persisting? Wrong question. Ask again. How come God ain't let you feel the wrath from sin? What you thought last night deserve a first class life. The hell where God doesn't dwell, you got that right. But he brought back life on the cross that night. Christ died. You ain't know that it caused that price. All of God's anger poured on his son. Been together through all eternity. Now he was shunned. Praise God for the life that was won for us. Ain't got a beef with God because the son was crushed. Look, man, some people say that God ain't real good. They don't see how a good God can exist with all this evil in the world. If God is real, then he should stop all this evil because he's all-powerful, right? What is evil, though, man? It's anything that's against God. It's anything morally bad or wrong. It's murder, rape, stealing, lying, cheating. But if we want God to stop evil, do we want him to stop it all or just a little bit of it? If he stops us from doing evil things, what about lying? Or what about our evil thoughts? I mean, where do you stop? The murder level, the lying level, or the thinking level? If we want him to stop evil, we got to be consistent. We can't just pick and choose. That means you and I will be eliminated, right? Because we think evil stuff. If that's true, we should be eliminated. But thank you be to God that Jesus stepped in to save us from our sins. Christ died for our sins. Repent. Turn to Jesus, man. Thank everybody again for tuning in early. Those of you that's not running on TP time, but you're here early. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Like I said, uh, we're going to go in and hear from the president. We'll get that out of the way. Not that I'm rushing him, but um, I always want to make sure that we do this because I think it's just a wise thing to keep up with what's going on. And this is for all of y'all who say, well, I don't have time to listen to uh, politics and I don't want to get involved and you can't change them no way. And blah, 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 you just don't want to get involved. Of course, you do think you need to go vote, but I don't know how people vote and they don't want to know what's going on, so they're just basically throwing away a vote. You could be voting for the wrong guy if you don't want to know what's going on. But anyway, for those of you, this is for you. This is a weekly address. The president does a weekly address where he tell you what he's been up to for the last week, and you can kind of follow him week by week. 
without getting involved with all the heavy stuff. So if you don't want to get involved, you don't want to, uh, again, um, follow all this bad stuff and you don't understand it, some of y'all say, well, I don't understand half the stuff anyway, then you can't trust them. It's true. That's true. But there is a certain amount of, uh, we're supposed to be responsible, you know, if you call yourself a believer anyway. We're supposed to be responsible. We're supposed to know what's going on for real people. We're supposed to be trying to affect change in our own way, in our own. Um, you never underestimate the God in you and what God can do through you. So, I mean, what if Martin Luther King Jr. and Harry Tubman and 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 um, just a lot of people that stood up for us over the years and that turned What if all those people decided, well, we can't change nothing. We're going to always be slaves. Where will we be at? Here's your president. He's coming. As many of you know, early on Friday, at least 12 people were killed when a gun opened fire at a movie theater in Aurora, Colorado. Dozens more are being treated for injuries at local hospitals. Some of the victims are being treated at a children's hospital. We're still gathering all the facts about what happened, but we do know that the police have one suspect in custody. And the federal government stands ready to do everything necessary to bring whoever's responsible for this heinous crime to justice. We will take every step possible to ensure the safety of all our people. And we will stand by our neighbors in Colorado during this extraordinarily difficult time. Even as we come to learn how this happens, we may never understand what leads anyone to terrorize their fellow human beings. Such evil is senseless, beyond reason. But while we will never know fully what causes someone to take the life of another, we do know what makes life we're living. The people we lost in Aurora loved and were loved. There were mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, sons and daughters, friends and neighbors. They had hopes for the future and dreams that were not yet fulfilled. And if there's anything to take away from this tragedy, it's a reminder that life is fragile. Our time here is limited and it is precious. And what matters in the end are not the small and trivial things which so often consume our lives. It's how we choose to treat one another and love one another. It's what we do on a daily basis to give our lives meaning and to give our lives purpose. That's what matters. That's why we're here. I'm sure many of you who are parents had the same reaction I did when you first heard this news. What if it had been my daughters at the theater doing what young children enjoy doing every day? Michelle and I will be fortunate enough to hug our girls a little tighter this weekend, as I'm sure you will do with your children. But for those parents who may not be so fortunate, we need to embrace them and let them know we will be there for them as a nation. This weekend, I hope everyone takes some time for prayer and reflection. For the victims of this terrible tragedy, for the people who knew them and loved them, for those who are still struggling to recover. But the folks got a little timely mix up there. I apologize. It's, it clip was a lot shorter than I thought. Anyway, uh, welcome back. And to the people of Aurora, may the Lord bring you comfort and healing in the hard days to come. Okay. I timed you wrong. Sorry about that. Anyway, that was present. Hopefully, I didn't blurt in if, uh Hopefully y'all was able to hear. I thought it was over with and it wasn't. But anyway, folks, listen, real quick, uh, I want to get ready for tonight. Uh, a lot of people, um, I'm sure, is anticipating this topic. 
and I don't want to spend too much time on too many preliminaries. Some things we're going to do tonight that we normally do, but I do want to make sure I do one thing, and that is cover the top ten movies, and, um, and then we'll look at the weather for the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and because uh, that was really, you just even though I'm reading it to you, it's helped me plan the week when I look at this movie uh, forecast. Anyway, let's do the top ten movies right quick, and then we'll also do an inspirational, uh, some inspirational things I have for you and a couple other things, and then we'll be able to talk about our topic tonight. Again, a uh, very important topic tonight, why I hate religion but love Jesus. Okay, we'll talk about what that means uh, in a little bit. Okay, and that, again, this is a young people's show. Older people can learn from it. Of course they can. Truth don't have an age to it. But uh, these young people have a problem with religion. They definitely have a problem with religion, all of them. And uh, we're going to talk about what exactly is religion, uh, How what what is it versus having a relationship with the Most High. What is the difference? There is a difference, as you'll hear the young people talk about tonight. And, again, it's not so much for the young people, it's for anybody, but I just... I'm letting them talk tonight, and um, we'll do that in a, at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time, all right? All right, top 10 movies, top 10 movies, folks, for over the uh, weekend. And uh, this was, uh, this is presented, I never really told y'all, but this is actually presented by the MovieTimes.com. It's very easy to, to get this information. But Madagascar... Uh, three, yours most one, came in at number 10 over the weekend, grossing a $3.7 million income. Uh, to year-to-date has been, gross-to-date they call it, gross-to-date uh, has been $203 million. And number nine, the number ninth movie of all time, oh, excuse me, the number ninth movie over the weekend, top nine movies, was Moonrise Kingdom. This movie grossed $3.7 million. To date, this movie has grossed. $32.4 million. All right. Now, number eight, coming in number eight of the weekend was Katy Perry, Part of Me. This movie uh, grossed $3.8 million. Now, to date, this movie has grossed $18.6 million. Tyler Perry's movie coming in at number seven. It has grossed over the weekend $5.5 million. To date, this movie has grossed $55.6 million. Number six, coming in number six, uh, it's Magic Mike. It over the weekend it grossed nine million, nine million. To date, ninety-one point eight million. Pretty good. All these, all these are pretty good. Okay, uh, number five, Savages. Savages was the fifth most popular movie over the weekend. Grossed nine point three million, and uh, gross to date is thirty-two point one million dollars. Coming to number four. Number four, all right, we got uh, Brave. Brave. Brave did real good. Uh, over the weekend, it grossed $11.1 million. Uh, Gross to date is $196 million. That is a lot of money for a movie. Ted came in at number three. Ted came in at number three. This movie over the weekend grossed $22.4 million. Gross to date. To date, this movie has grossed $159 million. That's a lot of dough for one movie. At number two um, is Amazing Spider-Man, and this came in at uh, 
$34 million over the weekend. And keep in mind, folks, this is not this weekend that just happened. This is weekend before last, okay? So not today is Sunday, not what happened on Friday, but last weekend, okay? Uh, but uh, last weekend, $34.6 million for The Amazing Spider-Man. Gross to date is $200.5 million. That ain't a lot of money. I don't know what it is. That actually did better than all 10 of these movies to date, as far as to date. All right, coming to number one, uh, the number one movie right now, uh, Not again, not this weekend, but the week, last weekend, was Ice Age, Continent Drift. This movie uh, grossed $46 million, and today it has grossed $46 million because it debuted on uh, this weekend. I mean, not this week, but last weekend, okay? So Ice Age, Continental Drift uh, debuted last weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing what the next week's movie is going to be. I know that for sure at the top it's going to be Batman. Uh, I'm sure y'all have gotten enough of news about what happened to Aurora, California, when that movie debuted. And uh, I know it did good. It's probably going to be in the triple digits, uh, millions, triple digit millions. But anyway, we'll see. We will see, won't we? So anyway, uh, thank. I want to again uh, remind everybody that this show is designed for the Booker and the Douglas uh, family and friends. So it's not just for family. It's for friends as well. You can call, listen, c- contribute, add to. Just know that we're going to primarily be talking about the Booker Douglas uh, family and friends. Okay, now, um, also, while I'm at it, let me get another uh, exciting preliminary out of the way, and that is the weather. The Gulf of the weather is uh, no joking that it's going to be hot. I'll tell you that. No matter what time, cut it, it's going to be hot. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow high is going to be 97. Tomorrow's low is going to be 77. There are thunderstorms expected. And I'm hoping those thunderstorms will really bring that weather down. Well, I guess too much because Tuesday the high is going to be 99, low is going to be 75. It will be it will be clear and sunny according to the forecast. This is the uh, DFW International Airport weather uh, website. And then on Wednesday uh, the high is going to be 99. They're projecting 99, low of 75. Low of 75. So that's the weather at least until Wednesday, okay? That's the weather at least until Wednesday. Um, I also remind everybody, I read the, the email last week, and I'm not going to read the email again this week, but we do have a – I'll tell you what, let me just be nice. I'll go ahead and read it again. Uh, again, there is going to be a family reunion in – I thought Calvin uh, was going to be able to call and advertise it himself, and I really had really planned on him doing this, but it's okay. I can go ahead and do it. Uh, I'm sure he's uh, probably had not even checked his email yet. The bad thing about leaving emails, everybody's not, everybody don't check the email daily, and sometimes they uh, miss, miss out. So it's probably a good idea just to give him a call. Uh, but anyway, what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to go over what's happening and uh, what's going to be happening with this with this family reunion. Again, it's uh, going to be in uh, Atlanta, Georgia this year. 
and I know y'all should be excited about going to Atlanta. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. This is what Kevin sent to uh, a few family members earlier. I'm going to go in and just read this email. I'll just be nice and read the whole email again uh, so everybody will know exactly what's going on. This is straight from him. He is the organizer for the family union. Um, he went on to say, hello, family. How are, how are y'all doing these days? I hope you're staying cool and out of the heat. We're in the process of gearing up for the upcoming family reunion held in Atlanta next year, Thursday, July 18th through Sunday, July 21st, 2013. We are moving it from the traditional 4th of July holiday to allow you to spend that day with your families. Also, another reason being is that the airline fares are much cheaper for those of you who may be flying. Less traffic to deal with, which will allow you time to move around and uh, to do things in the city. Your itineraries and notifications will be mailed out to you very soon. However, I will need from you all, uh, if possible, a head count because I don't have all the family's emails and addresses, especially the youngest sons, daughters, cousins, nieces, nephews. So, okay, so, so wherever... You are in the area. Uh, this is for the people in Atlanta. But anyway, that's pretty much it. I, the main thing I want to get out there was the date, the date, July the 18th through July the 21st. And they really are planning to have a really nice um, family uh, get-together. So those of you that got time and you got the money and you got the energy, um, I hope to be one of those in the number please um, make your way up to Atlanta and enjoy a wonderful, I'm sure, um, reunion, family reunion. And there's family all over. I'm telling you all, we was in uh, Las Vegas not too long ago and met some of the family when they had a little get-together up there. And uh, I thought that was just uh, really nice. I didn't get a chance to stay for it, but I think Donna and uh, Moppy or Verna, she'd like to go by. And uh, Aunt Robbie, Carlos, Vernon uh, May, and uh, Aunt Vernon May, to those y'all know who Vernon May is, and her husband, Ray, they attended this one reunion that was in Las Vegas not too long ago. It was pretty cool, pretty cool. Again, I had to leave early. I didn't, wasn't there to see the whole thing, but they talked a lot about it. So it's family all over, family all over. So, uh, And by the way, y'all listen to me. Please pass along uh, that we have this show. I want as many family members to know about it and to call and contribute as possible. I mean, I know some of y'all are listening, but also send it to other people. Some of y'all young people know how to share videos or share the show. Click on the share button. And uh, and also, uh, when you come to Five Smooth Stones to listen to this online, there's a reminder button. You can have this show send a reminder to your cell phone 15 minutes to the show also, 30 minutes to the show. It'll also do an hour and I think two hours. So you can get up to two hours a reminder that the show is going to come on, sent direct to your cell phone. Really nice how they have that set up, okay? Really nice how they have that set up. So anyway, let's see. We covered pretty much everything I have on my page. I'm trying to make way for this uh, topic tonight. Okay, so let's do this. What I want to do uh, is do just a little bit of comedy been a while since uh, I heard from uh, one of my favorites, so I'm going to see what I can do to do something a little different here. Um, who am I going to play tonight? 
Okay. Uh, let's do this. All right. I know I played this so much, but again, we got new families listening. I want them to hear this. <laughs> For those that's new to the show, they haven't heard this. So I'm going to play this old clip that I played, I know, at least twice. But I'm going to do this, and then we'll be right back. It's, it's a lot of interest now in the life of Christ, and that's beautiful. People asking questions, you know, secular people asking questions. I heard somebody ask this question, he posed this question, and I thought it was interesting. They asked, well, was Jesus married? And I was like, wow, no, the scripture doesn't say that. You know, that's all you got to go by. And I thought, about it, I said, wow, what if Jesus was married? You can imagine that. You imagine the pressure that would be? You, you done took the, the form of man to come to this earth to do nothing but die for our sins. And look, and you got pressure of being mad on top of that? That's pressure. <laughs> uh, Mary making a test what I'm saying. You God on this earth, performing miracles to die for our sins. You come home from hard day's work, white waiting on you to look at you. <laughs> Where you been, Jesus? Huh? Where you been, huh? Where you been, Jesus? Hmm? You been gone for a while. So you mean to tell me you've been gone for 40 days and I'm supposed to believe that you just in the woods fasting and praying. I must look like a fool you, Jesus. I'm tired of this here, Jesus. I'm sick of this here. You probably was out with your little 12 friends. They're always following you around. I don't trust none of that Peter. I don't even turn on you as soon as you get a chance. I don't trust none of them. Now they got to follow you around. You have to wait on you to feed him and all of that. Don't make, don't make no sense. I'm sick of this. And I'm, I'm hearing things in the street, Jesus. What's this about some woman crying and washing her feet, your feet with her tears? What's up with that, Jesus? Huh? Why she got to put her hands on your feet, Jesus? I'm taking it there. Some other woman took on around telling people all she had to do was touch your garment. I, I don't appreciate that. What she got to put her hands on you, Jesus? Try this, Jesus. I need, I need me. You saved everybody. You need to save your marriage. For me, I need you to talk to me, Jesus. How come every time I ask you something, you gotta answer me in parables? Talk to me, Jesus. Talk to me. (laughs) That is precious. (laughs) Imagine no. Imagine the pressure over there. You've been building an ark for a hundred years and it ain't rained yet. It ain't never rained before, your wife. You know what you do with that big old thing in our yard? Spend all our money building this doggone thing? I mean, it's gonna rain. You need to tear that thing down and get our money back. It ain't never rained before. Got these nasty animals in my backyard. Get some nasty animals out my backyard. 
got me right here itching. I'm sick of this noise. Come on, I think I'm getting on the ship with you and all them animals. You got no thing coming. I ain't going. And my turn ain't going neither. That is pressure. Imagine Jones. Okay, folks, we're back. We're back. I just thought I'd play a little bit of that. Uh, y'all remember that one? I know I played it enough times, but I just like that. Anyway, folks, it's almost 10 o'clock. And I want to just go ahead and jump right into this uh, topic for the night again. For those of y'all just tuning in, it's going to be um, a young people type of topic. And this is going to be called Why I Hate Religion, but Love Jesus. Why I Hate Religion, but Love Jesus. Somebody say, well, I thought it's the same thing. You know, you ask me, what religion are you? But you're going to find out, folks, religion is the number one enemy to everybody, to the planet. It's another form of evil. It's a manual effort, manual effort to worship the Most High. It's not what He asks us. It's stuff we create to make us look good. And it oppresses people. It controls people. It runs people straight out of the church. But you don't need to listen to me talk about it. I'm not going to be the one to talk about it tonight. So this is the video that's causing a lot of stir on the net. Uh, I know it was over 21 million last I looked. This is a video by a gentleman who was just simply sharing his beliefs about religion. And it's got a whole lot of people talking about it. A whole lot of people uh, creating their own little following by just simply responding to the video. So if you add up how many people have responded to this guy, not the million, the millions he's got. It's probably YouTube, one of their hottest videos right now. Okay? They call this guy, um, let's see, they call him, uh, oh, can you believe I forget his name? I got it written down here. Uh, B Ball, 1989. B Ball, 1989. And again, he's just talking about uh, just religion. And uh, I'm telling you, for those of y'all, for those of y'all that just again is asking the question, what's the difference? You know, even in the Bible it mentions if you want to have good religion, do this, that, and the other. But when Paul talks about having good religion, he is not talking about the when we use the word religion. Paul was talking about serving the elders and et cetera, et cetera. I'll probably look at that verse a little later on. But right now, I want to bring on this gentleman, this uh, clip, this clip. Uh, it's going to tell the story, okay? And you'll see what I mean by it being, it went, how it went viral on the uh, on YouTube. You'll understand when you see the nature of it. Young people love it. So I think older people should listen to young people because we don't have all the answers. We sure don't. And uh, we could be religious ourselves sometimes. So when a young person puts some science out there like that and people say, you know, you're right, hey, i got to give them this prop. So anyway, here is B-Ball, 1989. That's what he go by on the internet. Of course, that's not his name, but that's the, what, what his uh, YouTube handle is. Um, so anyway, check this out, folks. 
What if I told you Jesus came to abolish religion? What if I told you voting Republican really wasn't his mission? What if I told you Republican doesn't automatically mean Christian, and just because you call some people blind doesn't automatically give you vision? I mean, if religion is so great, why has it started so many wars? Why does it build huge churches but fails to feed the poor? Tell single moms God doesn't love them if they've ever had a divorce, but in the Old Testament, God actually calls religious people whores. Religion might preach grace, but another thing they practice, tend to ridicule God's people, they did it to John the Baptist. They can't fix their problems, and so they just mask it, not realizing religion's like spraying perfume on a casket. See, the problem with religion is it never gets to the core. It's just behavior modification, like a long list of chores. Like, let's dress up the outside, make it look nice and neat. But it's funny, that's what they used to do to mummies while the corpse rots underneath. Now I ain't judging, I'm just saying, quit putting on a fake look. Because there's a problem if people only know that you're a Christian by your Facebook. I mean, in every other aspect of life, you know that logic's unworthy. It's like saying you play for the Lakers just because you bought a jersey. See, this was me too, but no one seemed to be on to me. Acting like a church kid while addicted to pornography. See, on Sunday I'd go to church, but Saturday getting faded, acting if I was simply created to just have sex and get wasted. See, I spent my whole life building this facade of neatness, but now that I know Jesus, I boast in my weakness. Because if grace is water, then the church should be an ocean. It's not a museum for good people, it's a hospital for the broken. Which means I don't have to hide my failure, I don't have to hide my sin. Because it doesn't depend on me, it depends on Him. See, because when I was God's enemy, and certainly not a fan, He looked down and said, I want that man. Which is why Jesus hated religion, and for it He called them fools. Don't you see so much better than just following some rules? Now let me clarify. I love the church, I love the Bible, and yes, I believe in sin. But if Jesus came to your church, would they actually let him in? See, remember he was called a glutton and a drunkard by religious men. But the Son of God never supports self-righteousness, not now, not then. Now back to the point, one thing is vital to mention. How Jesus and religion are on opposite spectrums. See, one's the work of God, but one's a man-made invention. See, one is the cure, but the other's the infection. See, because religion says do, Jesus says done. Religion says slave, Jesus says son. Religion puts you in bondage, while Jesus sets you free. Religion makes you blind, but Jesus makes you see. And that's why religion and Jesus are two different clans. Religion is man searching for God, Christianity is God searching for man. Which is why salvation is freely mine, and forgiveness is my own not based on my merits, but Jesus' obedience alone. Because he took the crown of thorns and the blood dripped down his face. He took what we all deserve. I guess that's why you call it grace. And while being murdered, he yelled, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Because when he was dangling on that cross, he was thinking of you. And he absorbed all your sin, and he buried it in the tomb, which is why I'm kneeling at the cross saying, Come on, there's room. So for religion, no, I hate it. In fact, I literally resent it, because when Jesus said, it is finished, I believe he meant it. There you have it, folks. And it ain't just rhymed. A lot of people are feeling it deep inside, and a lot of young people, mostly young people. It's really amazing how a lot of older people ain't saying much about the video. I don't think I saw one older person over 25 this time in it. But uh, a lot of young folks feel that. 
And uh, I don't think he was advocating seeing or nothing like that, but what was the brother saying? What do you think he's saying? Any family members out there want to comment in the chat room on the phone line? What was this young man saying? This is what I heard him say on the video. Uh, I heard him say it never gets to the core. Religion never gets to the core. Religion never gets to the core. You would think of all these churches. Some of these churches are on every block. And yet you wonder the core, the problem of the neighborhood exists. They don't mean that they God and they can just fix everything, but it's amazing you knock on some of these doors to live right next door to the church and ask them what's their pastor name next door, what's the name of the church, pastor next, you know, they don't know. And you would think they would say, oh, I know that's Reverend David. They always got people knocking on my door every day. Oh, they bother me, but they don't say that. They don't know the pastors. I know what I'm talking about, folks. I've been in evangelism. The church is impotent when it comes down to being a strength in the hood, in the neighborhoods it's, it's placing. I'm talking about big white churches as well. And I'm not talking about all churches. Let's get this straight. Like he said, and I'm saying it, don't, don't, please, I hate to be misquoted. Not all churches. 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 There are a lot of churches that are effective. They're doing some things. They may not be perfect, but they're out there. They're trying. But I'm saying there's a lot of them guilty of what he said. They're just religious institutions. They mean well. Every single one of them going to be saying Jesus or Yeshua or whatever they call the Messiah. Every single one of them going to have Sunday worship. Every single one of them going to be having altar calls every Sunday. So who who are we talking about? We're talking about just because people have altar calls at their church, just because they're saying Jesus every Sunday, don't mean they don't fall in this category of being religious. A lot of people are condemning, they put people down, and they they don't have no heart. So, so I was talking to my uh, to my kids earlier. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell. It. I'm trying to keep them. But anyway, I was talking to them earlier. I was trying to get them to define religion. Can you define religion, family, friends, listening? Do y'all know the difference between religion and relationship? He kept talking about religion, this, religion, that. But what he was saying was there's a difference between a person who has a relationship with the Most High. They are going to be affecting the core. They're going to affect the core of a person. They're going to be touching people's core, their spirit. But religion is just a bunch of rules and laws to control. And oftentimes the bottom of religion is money. Almost all the time, when you get to uh, assessing, analyzing, and dissecting why do they do these rules, why do they have these rules, almost all the time, religion, I mean money, the love of it has something to do with these rules. But check this out. I'm not done. i got some other people that's going to holler at you, too. This is the young people's night, not my, not my, not my night. Nation, what's going on? I just want to say, how are you guys doing? I'm hoping you're doing fine. I'm doing good. I'm loving the support, you know, on the YouTube and the Twitter and all the social networking that you guys are giving me. You know, and I can't reply to everybody, okay? But I love all of you guys. I reply to as many as possible. You know, the best way to get a hold of me is actually on Twitter. You know, to sending me all these messages on Facebook, I mean, Facebook, yeah, I don't, I'm not even going to reply to you on Facebook. Um, YouTube, you might get a response, you know. It's hard. But I've seen a poem that I actually want to talk about. I hate religion, but I love Jesus. I can't believe I'm just now getting my eyes on that. Dude spit some real shit in there. You, and this is coming from a guy who believes in 
Jesus Christ. You know, I, I'm a firm believer of that. You know, I don't, I, that's me, all right? I'm not saying this to scare none of you guys off. If you atheists or whatever, you know, more power to you. If you don't believe in God, hey, I'm not mad at you. We still can sit down and have a drink. But, um, look at that. Look at that. I said a drink. That's a sin. I'm going to hell right now. I'm going to hell. But, no, you know, religious folks do kind of walk around with their nose up like they're better than people, you know, and I'm not really feeling that. And I'm not saying all religious people, you know, because, you know, a lot of religious people in the church commit more crimes than the average person who don't believe in God or don't go to church or nothing at all. You know, you hear a lot about these kids getting molested, you know, in these churches. You hear about people, you know, taking the church's money to spend it on who knows what, you know, porn or whatever the hell it is, prostitution. You just hear a lot of negative things. And, and I'm not trying to, you know, talk about this for people to turn their nose up and think twice about their church. Because there is some good churches out there. But at the same time, you know, there's some questions out there that can't even be answered. You know, sometimes I, I I hear things coming from, you know, different pastors, and I'm like, how the hell you know Jesus said that? You know what I'm saying? You know, I had a guy tell me that I wasn't a firm believer of God because I don't go to church every weekend. You know, I don't drink holy water. Well, he didn't say all that. But, you know, basically trying to shoot me down when I got a personal relationship with Jesus. You know, when I get down on my knees and I pray and I ask for something, Jesus come through for me, you know, it might not be when I want to, but he's always on time, I'm pretty sure you heard that term, and no, I don't pray for no million dollars, I'd be realistic, you know, so don't get on your knees and pray for an Xbox 360 or something like that, you know, you will understand if you got a relationship with God, I want to say this to the people out there that's just so religious, you know, how come you're not really doing what Jesus wants you to do, first of all, you know what I'm saying, you sinning every day, so don't look down on me, you know when you get your nose or your ears pierced, or tattoos on your body, or cut your hair, anything, you're sinning. You're supposed to be cleansed. You're supposed to be just like Jesus. I bet you if I just dressed up like Jesus, I didn't shave my hair. Well, I couldn't dress like Jesus because Jesus looked like a white man. You know, and that's another debate right there. Jesus was black. Jesus was white. Jesus was caramel. Somebody had a nerve to say Jesus was Asian. We know he wasn't Asian, okay? You know, and no disrespect to my Asian people at all. Y'all know I love Asian people. You know, but seriously, let's just say a white man decided to let his hair grow out, you know, never bathe, walk around like in a robe with some sandals on, you know, just looking like a regular guy. Because, you know, Jesus looked at like a, a bum. Now, if somebody walked around like that, they would look like they got a problem. They should be in a sight war. Now, if you just did something like that, people wouldn't treat you right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not bathed or bathed in the swamps or wherever Jesus bathed, in the ocean or whatnot. People will treat you like a wet food stamp. You know what I'm saying? So it's a fine line between believe having having a relationship with Jesus Christ and being religious. Now you got some people who's both. You know, they're religious and they believe in Jesus Christ. You got some people who pretend, oh, I'm gonna go to church just cause to get my blessings. You know, when at the end of the day you should be trying to establish a relationship with Jesus Christ if you believe in that. Now I know this video ain't gonna apply to some of you guys. Some of you guys will think I'm a fucking straight idiot. You know, Kevin, what are you talking about? There's no God. Whatever. That's fine. You know, I'm not trying to convert nobody over. I'm not no Jehovah Witness. I'm not going to knock on your door. I'm not going to send you emails telling you you need to believe in God and all this other stuff. That is your choice, you know. Just like I'm not going to tell you to cut the mohawk, you know what I'm saying, or don't get no tattoo on the front of your forehead. I'm not going to tell you to do nothing at all. The only thing I might tell you to do is subscribe to my channel, follow me on Twitter, leave a comment on, you know, what you think about anything, and just continue to send me, you know, emails of stuff that you guys want me to talk about. Other than that, I'm going to get out of here, and I'm going to enjoy the rest of my day. I hope you can do the same.
Deuces. Oh, and one more thing to that man who, who wrote that um, spoken word. That was a nice piece, dog. You broke things down. You sound like a pro. I hope you get what you aiming for, man, because you was it was nice. Seen a lot of spoken word folks out there, and and you was by far the best. Deuces. Okay, I told you I was gonna let the young people talk. Here goes somebody else. Check this out. Move to the beat. Move to the beat. Move to the beat. Move your feet. Hey guys, it's Simone Five Six here. I am actually in my living room doing this video as my cat roams around. Just wanted to say hi to all my YouTube subscribers. There is a blogger by the name of Jefferson Belke. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He recently had a video go viral, why I hate religion but love Jesus. What struck me about this video was it was a spoken word poem to really tackle the issue of religion as he defined it. I want to talk about a couple of things surrounding the definition of religion and how I know that many Christians were very, very concerned about the content of this video. And I just wanted to put another perspective out there. If you guys are already subscribed to my Set Free from the IC blog, I know some of you already are, just go to setfreefromtheic.wordpress.com and you will be able to find that wonderful blog that I posted about this particular subject. But I feel it's more genuine when you come to people and you actually talk to them about these issues. Guess what? Everybody has a different definition of religion. We have the textbook definition, Webster's, does define religious, religion as a set of beliefs and practices that lead towards worship of a superior being, or in our case, God, for Christians. What modern religion, what the term for modern day religion has morphed into, the definition I believe Mr. Belke tried to use, the outward appearance, being holy, self-righteous, being someone who relied on their work going to church or going and doing these outward works would make God pleased with what they're doing. You listen to Belkey's poem, he clearly states that he was one of those people. He was a person that went to church every Sunday, but every Saturday went to get wasted, would get drunk, would be watching pornography, would be doing all of those things us as Christians shouldn't be doing. What religion can do is make you think that these outward works make you more holy and make you more in right standing with God, and we know that's not the case. Haven't I cast out devils in your name, and haven't I done this, and haven't I done that? And God is going to say to many people on Judgment Day, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Many that will say, Lord, Lord, will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So if we look at the context of this poem and what Mr. Belkey is trying to say, it's clearly saying that religion alone cannot save Jesus I don't think religion is a dirty word. I don't think religion is a bad thing. I believe true and pure religion is going to flow from a right relationship with the Father. If we read James chapter 1 verses 26 to 27, it tells us clearly what religion is. Keeping a tight rein in your tongue and also making sure that you care for the widows and orphans and feeding the sick and clothing. Jesus also said it um, in the gospel, I believe Matthew 15, where Jesus said, look, these are the people that are going to be commended when they go to heaven. These people that clothed me, feed me, visited me while I was in prison, when I was sick. And we're going to say, well, Lord, what did we do any of this stuff to you? And Jesus is going to say, whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. Mr. Belke is talking about religion and hypocrisy. 
Okay, and it's funny, if you look at the Merriam-Webster dictionary, the definition of what hypocrisy is in Merriam-Webster, you will see that it includes putting on a false appearance of virtue or religion. This is exactly what Mr. Belkey is talking about. Unfortunately, we have some in the Christian community that would rather malign um, this poem and rather put it down and denounce it and say, well, you know, Christianity is a religion. We don't know, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, part of Christianity is religious, but Christianity as a whole is not religious. What we're saying, and I, this is my opinion, what we're saying when we say that Christianity is a religion, that people can do A, B, C, D, or E and go to heaven, and that's it. People can feed the sick, clothed, and hungry, do all this stuff, but not necessarily have a belief in, in Christ, not necessarily be changed from within and be transformed and be a new creature in Christ. Not necessarily do all that, but you can do all the outward works of religion. You can do all that outward stuff and still go to heaven. And I don't believe that's what the, the scriptures support. Well, while part of Christianity is indeed religious, it is not entirely religious as a whole. Having relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ, the Son, is a lot about building an intimate fellowship with him and with his people. And within that will flow the good works, will flow the religion of feeding and clothing and doing all these things that Christian people do. I think it's very dangerous, especially in light of how modern day society views religion, to label Christianity as a religion. And there's another point that I would like to bring up. There is a false religious system that is scaffolded Christianity today. I talk a lot about it on my channel and on my Set Free From The IC blog, usually in the form of institutionalized church, where we have all of these traditions and customs which have scaffolded Christianity and a lot of the legalism that goes around the simplicity of the gospel of Christ that we hinder those, just like Jesus says to the Pharisees, that we hinder those people that are trying to get in by these stupid rules and regulations that are extra biblical and have nothing to do with the scripture. There is a false Christianity out there. It's so false that there are people out there that are actually mistaking that falsehood for really knowing Jesus Christ. And this is why I do my channel, and this is why I have my blog, and this is why I speak out as candidly as I do about these things. Because religion in the modern-day context, when we look at just outward works to hide what's really going on inside, a genuinely renewed heart, is not enough. You need to be born again. That's what Jesus said. You must be born again. You can live an outside life of knowing all the scriptures and doing all the right things, but for the wrong motives, because you're not doing it for the glory of God and because you're not renewed from within, you're going to still go to hell. There's nothing new under the sun. We had the, the Pharisees establish a religious order out of nowhere. So they started to create these rules and regulations and what's called now the tradition of the elders in the Mishnah, and then they took more oral tradition, plus other writings became a law unto itself. So when Jesus came during his time to evangelize and to preach the kingdom, why do you violate the tradition of the elders? You do not wash your hands before you eat. Where is that in the law? And the 613 laws in the Old Testament they added over 5,000 of them, okay, to put a head.
hedge or a fence or a scaffold around the law. And these people did it because they they thought that they were protecting the true worship of our God, but what they were really doing was hindering people and putting burdens on them that they themselves would not lift a finger to help people with. I want you to think about that as you have probably already seen Mr. Belge's poem. I encourage you to please go watch it so I can look at certain people around the Internet. And when they say, don't you realize that Christianity is a false religion? What they're looking at is this false scaffold that we put around Christianity, just like the Pharisees of their time did. And please don't get me wrong. This is not about Christian orthodoxy. This is about taking extra biblical Christian traditions that you can't find in Scripture or you can't support in Scripture and using those things to say, oh, you know, I'm holier than you. And I think Mr. Dulkey, in a very few words, expresses it very nicely. So, you know, to the critics of this video, to me it was very clear what Mr. Dulkey was talking about. And I understand the, the issue you have with this. I mean, I do to an extent, but to malign this brother and the Lord the way that I've seen some people do is, is really unfortunate. And honestly, very pharisaical of you. This is Simone56. Thank you for watching this video, and I hope to talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, moving right along. Again, anybody have questions or comments, type your questions in the chat room or on the phone lines, press 1, and I'll let you get your little two cents in. Otherwise, we're going to move on to the next video. Again, just let these young people just air out. Check this out. What's up, everybody, YouTubers out there and, my, and any viewers who are looking at this? Um... This is a video about a video that has gone very popular called Why I Hate Religion But Love Jesus. And the guy who made this video is called B-Ball1989, I believe. And I wanted to share my thoughts and some things about it. First of all, B-Ball, I want, uh, excuse me, B-Ball1989, I personally want to say thank you. Thank you for, you know making me realize I'm not the only one who thinks that way. I've always known that because I've had people, like, I've had a real good pastor teach me that myself. You know, that it's not a religion and it's not, and I don't like religion myself. Because let me uh, express some things about the whole religion thing. Because I saw some people, read some people's comments, saw a few responses. Some were good, some were ignorant and stupid. But um, let me just explain a little bit. Like, first of all, I want to talk about why it's not a religion. The reason Christianity, so to speak, well, let's just say true Christianity. See, because some people don't understand, throughout Christianity, it being around, there's been imitators, there's denominations, like there are people who call themselves Christians, but they believe this, this, like there's Holiness Church, Baptist, Methodist, uh, what else is there? Um, I'm sorry, I keep, like I said, um... Pentecostal, you know, there's all these other denominations, and those people, they consider themselves in the Christian realm, but it's like, they believe different things. Then there's also the imitators out there, some of us know, know that say they read the Bible, but then they read this other book. See, the denominations, those are the people that 
personally, I think, you know, I don't like to offend people straight up, but I'm t- I want, I'm going to tell it like it is like B-Ball did. Um, to me, the denominations put Christianity on a Christian, I mean, on a religious level. Because, for example, let me see, like a holiness church, for example. In a holiness church, they believe that, like for women, that they don't that women shouldn't wear makeup, women shouldn't wear jewelry, and doing this brings you closer to God. Which I don't think that makes sense. There's nothing like God would love like someone more would li- love another woman more just because she has no makeup on. J- you know, just I mean, yeah, like I said, loves a woman more just because she has she doesn't have makeup on, but then she he wouldn't like love somebody who has a little makeup on. What kind of mess is that? That makes God out to be. He picks favorites, and that would make it too, you know, into out of easy, you know, for guys not to wear pants, to wear robes and stuff. Trust me, I've looked into stuff like that, and that's why I don't really get upset that some people, you know, were saying, "Oh, you're you're wrong." You know, Christianity is a religion. I don't get upset at that because there's many different people who either try to identify themselves in that realm, but true Christian like myself non-denominational where I'm just strictly God Bible that's all I am you know Jesus Bible all that you know like I'm true like that's why I get what he was saying and I really appreciate him saying that because now I don't feel alone and I'm also happy a lot of people liked his poem because now either he opened some people's eyes like, I'm guessing either three things. Either he opened some people's eyes, some people liked it like me because I agreed and know what he's saying. Or three, there are people who aren't religious like that but could see, agree with him with what he said about religion. And he's right. I mean, because let's be for real. Most religions make it out to be that you get closer to God by trying to be this perfect being. Like when he made that reference of religions like spraying perfume on a casket. It's like... And, you know, and also when he said about following some rules and stuff. Like, they make it seem like they go around telling you, don't do this, don't do that, don't do all this stuff. And they make you feel like you have to try and be some perfect human being, which that's impossible. Because of that old, old damning nature. And also, for those who believe in Adam and Eve, the fall of Adam, eating the tree of, I mean, the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. You know, that's impossible because we're, we're human beings, and as human beings, we are not perfect beings. We make mistakes. And somebody makes a little mistake, and you're going to... That's what religions do. You know, I'm not going to pick on religions specifically. That's like what I said with those denominations some of them do. If you do something, they make you feel like you're a terrible person. Like you're going straight to hell. And then some religious people make it like... Make big deals out of stuff that... Because everybody has their battles. Everybody has their battles in life, and who am I, because I, you know, because of my imperfection, God doesn't love me, or that I'm going straight to hell because I can't fix a little problem, or I make a little most, make a mistake. That's bull. See, and the reason Jesus isn't really necessarily religion, he wasn't religion. He, why would he be religion when in the good book he talked trash about religious people and religious rules? And, you know, like, for example, one story in the Bible, I'm not a Bible scholar, but I know the stories in the Bible, like, there was a story in the Bible about a woman who committed adultery, she was in the act of it, and the religious people were watching her as she was doing it, and it's like, they're in the same boat, because they're sitting there just, 
and a good time out of it. And they make it even get in worse trouble. They, after she's done, they drag her out of it there, and they bring her to Jesus. And and the religious people are like she is a she is a harlot. She's a whore. She needs to be stoned right now. They were ordering him, and you know what Jesus said? Okay, he that has never sinned, cast the first rock. He was saying, okay, if none of you have never done nothing wrong in your lives either, go ahead, throw your rocks. And they couldn't do it because they knew they did wrong themselves. So they all left, and Jesus came up to the woman and said, where are your accusers? The woman said, there's nobody here. Nobody condemns me. And, he's, and he said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. You know, and most of the stuff that Christianity has taught me, true Christianity, non-denominational and all that stuff, you know, that people don't need to be condemned when they make mistakes. I mean, sometimes we do stuff on our own, but some of us realize it was wrong. Because you don't know what goes through people's minds whenever whatever they're doing. And that's what religion does. They want to make us bash us because we are human. And God knows this too. And Jesus spoke of that. And that's why I know I'm not a terrible person because of what I, you know, because I made a few mistakes in my life. I have. I've never been, like what he said in his poem, there were times where I tried to play church and act like, oh, I'm Mr. Goody, too, but I did some, doing some mess on the side. But the more I came to it, you know, something in my mind just clicked and was like, this ain't right. And that I should be a little better person. Now, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I'm probably going to make mistakes in the future. But that's why I got, you know, Jesus in me. Or Jesus, that's why I got him. I believe he was the true Lord and Savior. That's why. That's why when he died on the cross, he took care of past, pre present, and future. Now, because I'm non-denominational. I'm straight up Christian. And that's how I believe it. Um... I was going to break down his uh, YouTube video straight up, but I'd like to tell you how. Okay, that's the gentleman. I'm going to move on to the other people. Uh, he had a little bit more to say, but I want to just get as uh, many people as I can. Again, these, these and if some of y'all want to jump in and say something, jump in. Otherwise, I'm going to go to the next clip. Um, but I appreciate this little um, enlightenment about this this how they feel you know a lot of young people a lot of young adults see hypocrisy in the church they talk a little bit about that they talk i think what i hear people saying over and over and over is a lack of love what, what, how do y'all feel it's like a lack of love religious religious people and, and the young lady the first person that responded to him was right the, the bible does have the word religious in it uh but again paul was talking about something completely different uh, then when we say the word religious, uh, Christ said your traditions have made the word of God of none effect. He says your traditions have made the word of God of none effect. And that's what I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about where your traditions have made the word of God of none effect. When our laws and the way we do things in these churches uh, and uh, the way we talk to people make the very word of God of none effect. Okay? That's what I'm talking about tonight. And that's what we're calling religion. Man's manual, made-up religion, they make up laws. And then when they do tell you what the Bible says, sometimes what I'm hearing is the lack of love. You can just if every, The next clips I play, 
if you can just think about what are they really saying. I don't think these people are saying they want to sin and leave them alone, and every time somebody tells them something is wrong, you know, they just want to do what they want to do. That's the first thing an older person would say about a young person. They're just looking for a way to sin. They don't want to buy a sin to them. That's not true. I think they're saying they're looking for love. They're not looking for somebody to create a double standard because people already know how older people live. When we tell, tell these young people, they already know we ain't perfect. They don't, it don't take rocket science to look at us and see. A lot of us don't uh, exemplify the, the the character of Christ. We just don't, okay, period. And so they already know we lack him. Then when we start trying to make them walk the straight and narrow and walk the water, when we are scared to even get out of the boat, they see that. And I think that's what's pissing them off. But like I say, religion can be also understood by a lack of money. Oftentimes people want to control you because they need you in their churches. They need you in their churches because whether or not you believe it, every single new member, yes, it's a new member that come to Christ, but it's also new money in the pocketbook. A lot of people don't want to talk about that, but it's true. New members mean new money. New members mean new talent. New members mean they're going to bring their families. Bringing their families mean more money. For every person that's going to church, do you know how many people come after that? So it is a money thing with some people. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Oftentimes the whole purpose behind religious laws and rules and oppression and control is money. Is money. So check this out. This is somebody else that's going to bring something else to the table. Let's see. That was a guy. Let's see if we can get a girl. Let's, okay, this should be good.
Why is it that every time someone mentions Jesus in the political arena or in school, everyone gets upset and starts acting like a fool? But when you mention little gods, then everyone is cool. What is it about Jesus Christ that gets under people's skin? Buddha, Confucius, Allah, sure. But don't let Jesus in. Could it be his steadfast aversion to sin? How he lived a perfect life and was born of a virgin? Or is it what he said about heaven? You know, that none of us are good enough to get in. Oh, I think I know what it is. Jesus said that he is the only way which has plagued people's hearts until this very day. How dare you put your God above mine? Live and let live and we'll all be fine. Your God is my God. My God is your God. And you're God. And I'm God. And we're all God. I understand where you're coming from. I really do. Your way makes things easy. Because if Jesus isn't the one true God, then I can just do me. I can believe some parts of the Bible and ignore others completely. And nothing is right or wrong, at least not definitely. I don't have to live up to any standard of purity. I only have to do what benefits me. I don't have to take love thy neighbor seriously. I can live my life materialistically. I don't have to be accountable to anybody. Who wants standards after all? But let's suppose that the Bible is true, every word of it. That the responsibility lies with you, simply because you've heard of it. And if the Bible is true, you'd have to get your life on track. Because if the Bible is true, then Jesus is really coming back. And if Jesus is coming back, just as he once taught, then every knee will bow to him, no matter what you once thought. Whether you received him or not, whether you believed him or not. You'll bow. Don't reach out for God. Just let him come in. Open up your heart and he'll change you from within. I know that Jesus changed my life. He can change yours too. I would never put this out there if it were not true. And furthermore, it's not all about going to heaven when you die, although that's a nice perk. It's about everlasting peace and joy, and that starts while you're still here on earth. So... It's about knowing Jesus, and it's about knowing that he really cares. So no matter how rough your life gets, he'll be right there. He'll be right there. Have you considered giving your life to Jesus before you run out of time? Or will you just keep posting defensive responses to Bebal 1989? You see, the Bible says that the unspiritual man does not understand the things that come from the Spirit of God. I'm not here to change anyone's mind. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Well, what do y'all think of that? She's going to spit hers out. She's going to do a little bit of spitting there. Anyway, uh, folks, listen. Um, this is very serious to a lot of people. And it's so serious that some people just decided, you know what, never mind, I'll take my chances on hell. That's what they say. I just take my chances on hell, and they just go ahead and, and go living a life without uh, walking with the Most High because they don't either like the examples they see. Um, they don't like the religions uh, or the laws, the rules, 
And I feel the young people in that. I'm very serious. I really do. And I'm not old, old, but I'm just saying I feel the younger generation tonight, you know, because I do feel like a lot of, it's kind of like Paul told uh, in the, the book of Galatians. He was talking about how that some of the leaders was putting more on the Galatians to live things that we couldn't even, that they couldn't even as Israelites live. Now here they were, had the law all their life, because they were, you know, the, you know, the twelve tribes of Israel. They had the law, and the Galatians come in; they're new to the church, and the leaders was putting on laws that even Paul said that him and his forefathers can keep. Why? They're religious. When you're religious, you're out of touch with people's spirit. You're out of touch with the core, as the rapper said. Uh, in the uh, the original uh, as, a, uh, as a matter of fact Let me go ahead and play that again This is the original clip that started all this Just so we'd be on point And know exactly what we're talking about It's been a while since we heard the original clip And then we'll go back and listen to some more And we'll have some commentaries And we'll close out this show But I'm telling you This this is very good stuff tonight Religion Religious people What is it? I know that Paul mentions it, and what Paul talked about, I actually went ahead and looked it up, and uh, <laughs> it's it's a completely different world than what we're talking about. Paul was talking about the word religious that Paul talks about. It's uh, actually um, it's called in the Hebrew the Hebrew word for the, the word religion in the Bible. The Hebrew rendering is called traskeia. Triskeia, Triskeia. Can y'all say that? Triskeia. And actually, let me let you hear them, the pronunciation. There's a way you can actually get this pronounced on the computer. Y'all check this out. This is the pronunciation. Strong's G, 2356. Threskeia. 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 That's the Hebrew word for the word religion. And what it means, listen to this. Threskeia means religious worship. See, it worship is to the Father. So you're not making rules, you really it's worshiping. And then it goes on to say religious discipline. Religion. Then uh to break it down more further it goes on to say religious worship, especially external. That which consists in ceremonies. So as you see, even that right there is is talking about an external thing, external thing in one sense of the definition. So it's like it's 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 religious worship, but it's more like external, and that's what it was in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, it was an external thing. That's a very good uh, definition there. Here, this I'm reading from the Strong's Concordance, and uh, again, you, I just read you heard with your own ears that it's external. It's an external worship. The top uh, definition says religious, religious worship, and it says religious discipline, and then uh, the uh, it says uh, external worship. Christ came to make everything internal from the heart, and that's what religion is. It's this external expression of laws, oftentimes to beat people up, and people use these laws to control folks. And like I say, most of the time, most of the time, most of the time, money is behind it. The love of money. 
People want to control you. They want you under their thumb. They want you to stay at their church, so they want you to check in with them. All these rules that that's made up in the Church of God in Christ, all these rules that are made up in these Baptist churches, all these rules that's made up in these AME churches, all these rules that are made up in these non-denomination churches, a lot of these rules, don't think because you're non-denomination, you ain't a denomination. Non-denomination is a denomination. That's a denomination. It's non-denomination. When somebody says, well, what denomination are you? You say, I'm non-denomination. You just answered it. Non-denomination is a denomination. So let's really talk more about religion. I'm going to let you hear the original clip that started all this. This is the clip that's very popular on YouTube, like I mentioned earlier, a uh, very uh, uh, viral video that uh, is just getting a lot of attention. But the most important thing about this video is it's real. Every once in a while, somebody will say something just right, and it will strike. And that's what this video did. It just struck right like it should have. And so uh, this is the gentleman. His candle name on YouTube is B-Ball1989, but the one sister earlier said his correct full name. I, uh, I don't think he probably wanted everybody to go by his YouTube name. We'd be more popular. So B-Ball1989, here he is. This is the video that started the whole conversation for those of y'all that just came in a little late. And then we'll listen to some more responses to it, make some comments, and we'll wrap the show up. What if I told you Jesus came to abolish religion? What if I told you voting Republican really wasn't his mission? What if I told you Republican doesn't automatically mean Christian, and just because you call some people blind doesn't automatically give you vision? I mean, if religion is so great, why has it started so many wars? Why does it build huge churches but fails to feed the poor? Tell single moms God doesn't love them if they've ever had a divorce, but in the Old Testament, God actually calls religious people whores. Religion might preach grace, but another thing they practice, tend to ridicule God's people, they did it to John the Baptist. They can't fix their problems, and so they just mask it, not realizing religion's like spraying perfume on a casket. See, the problem with religion is it never gets to the core. It's just behavior modification, like a long list of chores. Like, let's dress up the outside, make it look nice and neat. But it's funny, that's what they used to do to mummies while the corpse rots underneath. Now I ain't judging, I'm just saying, quit putting on a fake look. Because there's a problem if people only know that you're a Christian by your Facebook. I mean, in every other aspect of life, you know that logic's unworthy. It's like saying you play for the Lakers just because you bought a jersey. See, this was me too, but no one seemed to be on to me. Acting like a church kid while addicted to pornography. See, on Sunday I'd go to church, but Saturday getting faded, acting if I was simply created to just have sex and get wasted. See, I spent my whole life building this facade of neatness, but now that I know Jesus, I boast in my weakness. Because if grace is water, then the church should be an ocean. It's not a museum for good people, it's a hospital for the broken. Which means I don't have to hide my failure, I don't have to hide my sin. Because it doesn't depend on me, it depends on Him. See, because when I was God's enemy, and certainly not a fan, He looked down and said, I want that man. Which is why Jesus hated religion, and for it he called them fools. Don't you see so much better than just following some rules? Now let me clarify. I love the church, I love the Bible, and yes, I believe in sin. But if Jesus came to your church, would they actually let him in? See, remember he was called a glutton and a drunkard by religious men. But the Son of God never supports self-righteousness, not now, not then. Now back to the point, one thing is vital to mention. 
how Jesus and religion are on opposite spectrums. See, one's the work of God, but one's a man-made invention. See, one is the cure, but the other's the infection. See, because religion says do. Jesus says done. Religion says slave. Jesus says son. Religion puts you in bondage, while Jesus sets you free. Religion makes you blind, but Jesus makes you see. And that's why religion and Jesus are two different clans. Religion is man searching for God. Christianity is God searching for man. Which is why salvation is freely mine, and forgiveness is my own. Not based on my merits, but Jesus' obedience alone. Because he took the crown of thorns and the blood dripped down his face. He took what we all deserve. I guess that's why you call it grace. And while being murdered, he yelled, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Because when he was dangling on that cross, he was thinking of you. And he absorbed all your sin, and he buried it in the tomb, which is why I'm kneeling at the cross saying, come on, there's room. So for religion, no, I hate it. In fact, I literally resent it. Because when Jesus said, it is finished, I believe he meant it. Wow. Wow. That's some good stuff. That is some good stuff. So let's do this, folks. Let's take a little quick break, and we're going to listen to a little bit more of Lecrae, and uh, then we'll come back, and uh, there's just more. There's a few more. I got uh, actually two more very good, very good uh, videos, uh, audios, to responding again to that video you just heard. Uh, actually, one, of them, one more response to that video, and then this is another video that's not a response to, to this gentleman by the Israelites, Hebrew Israelites, they're just talking about how they hate religion. It's very interesting, very interesting to say the least. Okay, so let's uh, uh, let's do this. Uh, okay, let's just play this clip by Lecrae, and um, and then we'll just uh, be right back if I can find it. If I can find it, where is it at? All right. So we'll be right back after we play this clip. Um, by the one and only Lecrae, and just just in case some of y'all, everybody everybody should know who Lecrae is. So just in case you don't, he isn't one of those Christian rappers out there that's serious. I mean, I I'll put I give my put my word down for Lecrae. He's a very serious, intelligent, profound rapper. I mean, this man got some to say, for real. Check this out. He's coming. This is a video, remember, so he's doing different things in the video right now you can't see. Better than pretty women sitting and living to get a minute of any women, a minute to a mile. It ain't no lie. We create. 
got Christ. You don't see his ways in my days and my nights. You can hit my brakes. You can stop my life when I lost my rights. Lost my life. Forget the money calls the cost that ice. The cost is Christ. They can never offer me anything else better than the cost that Christ. Yeah. You trying to figure out what to do with your life You make a lot of money, hope you're doing it right Because the money is God, you better steward it right And stay focused, you ain't got no ride Your life ain't wrapped up in what you drive The clothes you wear, the job you work The color of your skin, now you're Christian first People get to living for a job Make a little money, start living for a car Get them a wife, a house, kids, and a dog Then they retire, they live high on the hall But guess what, they didn't never really live at all To live is Christ, and that's Paul, I recall To die is dangerous, but Christ, we give it all He's a treasure you can never find in the mall See your money, your singleness, marriage, challenge, your time They would love me, you to show the world that Christ is divine That's why it's Christ in my rhyme That's why it's Christ all the time See my whole world is built around him He's a life in my life I refuse to waste my life He's too true to chase that ice Here's my gift of time Cause I'm constantly trying to be used to praise the Christ If he's truly raised to life Then this news should change your life If I can break you can put your faith in a place that rules today Tonight talking about a, a video that's been a very successful video on YouTube. Got a lot of young people thinking, and they're feeling it, and I'm feeling them. Very good video talking about why I hate religion but love Jesus. And this young boy really goes into it in this rap. Uh, is he just spitting truth? And a lot of young people responding to him. We've already played about four or five videos responding to his video. Here's somebody that's responding to his video, and I think I found another one that's going to respond to his video. And then the last video I'm going to play has nothing to do with that video. This is just some young uh, Hebrew Israelites brothers uh, that is just talking about how they hate religion. It's very interesting to close it out on. But check this out. This is a, a gentleman, a young person, another young person, talking about this same video, uh, why I hate religion but love Jesus. Check this out. Today's video is going to be about the new video that came out not too long ago. It's been going viral for about three days, over six million views. The title is Why I Hate Religion and Love Jesus. There are some ridiculous, outrageous, ugly, meanful comments on this video. There are the comments are ridiculous on this video. Numerous atheists and people of other religion have um commented on this and their response 
is expected because they do not atheists do not have the spiritual capacity um in them to understand anything spiritual they they're spiritually dead and people of other religion they are spiritually dead as well but there's a lot of you know deception in there so therefore i expect this from them i expect them to not understand i expect them to you know deny it and completely say it's not true but the christians the things they said is what really in better words, let me say it in a calm manner. Bothers me. Like, really? Are you serious? Like, really? Let me break it to you guys in the easiest way you guys can understand it. Adam sins. So, therefore, sin entered earth. And we became unacceptable in God's eyes. For us to become acceptable, we God gave Moses a list of rules, the Ten Commandments, for us to follow. We became under the law. So if we keep the law, then we would become acceptable in God's eyes. But however, no one could keep the law because if you broke one part of the law, then you broke the entire law. So therefore, um, no one was righteousness. No one was righteous at all. And no one could keep the law. So God made a way for Jesus to enter earth to renew the law. A lot of people say, okay, he did say he did not come to abolish it, but he showed you the renewal process in verses later, starting after he says that in Matthew 5, he goes to Matthew 5.21, I believe, where he said, okay, this is what lust used to be under the law, but this is what lust is now. This is what um, um, adultery was under the law, this is what it is now. So pretty much Jesus coming, him coming to earth, he, re he renewed the law. Him dying on the cross gave us um, access to grace where we could obtain righteousness, what we can, we can obtain under the law. So when Jesus came, some couldn't accept him. So like the religious leaders, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they just didn't believe he was the Messiah. Um, when he, what he was preaching, since it didn't align so well with the law according to them, so therefore they rejected him. And must I say again, Sadducees and Pharisees were religious leaders. If you look throughout the entire New Testament, the Sadducees and Pharisees were the ones going against Jesus. They were always going against him. And um, they tried to say he wasn't really the son of God. So therefore, from there you could see how it's religion keeping a bunch of rules versus Jesus Christ who came to give us salvation so we could be we could obtain righteousness through grace. Under the law, it was simply rules. We were simply in bondage. While when Jesus Christ came and died on the cross, he gave us grace, which is just freedom. Freedom. Most people cannot understand that. Most Christians, I would say, that's why um, they protect religion. They don't understand if you religion would not mix with Christianity. The Pharisees and Sadducees just could have mixed with Jesus. They were always bumping heads. Not that Jesus was bumping heads with them, they were hating the truth. And the gospel, um, it's just clear that law and grace cannot be mixed together. In Romans 10, um, verse 4, it says, Christ is a combination of the law so that, there, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. For everyone who believes. And um, in Galatians 2, it says that pretty much if um, if we try to obtain righteousness through the law, then Jesus Christ died in vain. So understand that religion and Christianity cannot mix. It's just it's just it it can't. 
So for people who who saying they can mix, they simply don't understand that the Bible is not one big story. The Bible is two different consists of two different covenants, two two different testaments, the old and the new. The old God was dealing with people who are spiritually dead, but now He's dealing with people who are um spiritually alive. He got Jesus Christ down to earth to die on the cross for us for a reason. It's not one big story. Overall, the video is a great piece of work. The spoken word is awesome. I believe God is pleased with it. And I believe the gospel is being preached in a true manner, in a correct manner. There are some slight areas, um, errors in there where, you know, where he referred to politics. That God really doesn't care much since both of them lies and they are... Both of them go against God's words in many areas. And also when he said that um, they called religious people whores in the Old Testament, which the, when they when I saw whore in the Old Testament, it was referring to the flesh and, um, place, and other things like saying the church doesn't feed the poor. The church does feed the poor. There's Catholics and other denominations been doing good in that area, so they have organization helping. So there are slight errors, but they're not life-threatening. They're not going to make you go to hell or heaven. The gospel still being preached the right, correct way in there, um, the right and correct way. So therefore, just leave the man alone. Appreciate the, appreciate the fact that the gospel is being preached, Christian. And as for people who are atheists or so, um, Jesus Christ and God has never been logically correct. There are things that God will do. Um, the entire Jesus coming to earth sound like a stupid idea if you try to mix it with logic. So therefore, if you do not believe, I understand. I'm not going against atheists and all you guys dumb for not believing, but it's just I understand. But um, it's still the fact, whether you believe the fact or not, the fact still remain the fact. And I pray that you guys do find Christ. And thank you guys for watching. Okay. That brother very intelligent. He's a smart young man. I mean, you know, I like how he uh, was very aware of the different covenants. Okay, folks. So, uh, anyway, just moving right along. I um, want to play one more clip. But before I play this clip, these uh, the clip I'm about to play, there's a part in it where they refer, they say, we're not Christians. We are not Christians. And then they all of a sudden, at the, before, not even a minute later, they start talking about how they believe in Christ. You know, Christ said this, Christ said that. But you have to understand what they mean when they say not a Christian. Christians were not originally called Christians. They were called Christians by the enemies of the church. There go those Christians. And so the name just continued to be used. But initially, the, the the followers, the Church of Acts was never called Christians. Never. It's just not in it just there was just something that was never done. Simple and plain. So uh they was called saints, they was called believers, uh, but the initial name was given to them by their enemies, okay? We are of the Father. We follow Christ. We follow his example. He is our lead. He is our God. He is the one that knows the Father. We are learning who the Father is through Christ. He is our chief and commander. The Bible says that all heaven, all power in heaven and earth has been given to him from the Father. Okay, these are, this is what the Bible says, okay? So when you hear this next clip, they say, we're not Christians. If you keep listening to them, they're going to talk about Christ and the right way of doing things. But if you're not a Christian, that means you don't believe in Christ. But that's not what they're saying. They just don't go by the name Christ. Okay, uh, so, again, it was saints, believers, and uh, they, these brothers is actually those that believe that they are 
part of the lost tribes. They go by the name Hebrews. And I believe they are. I believe African Americans are one of the lost tribes. But that's not what this study is about tonight. But these brothers is going to do a clip on how they hate religion. That's why they're on this show. Uh, this clip is on the show because the name of their clip is how why they hate religion. And they are young men, too. They're young men uh, dressed in white uh, when they're doing this video anyway. Uh, but they uh, practice, you know, they live as though they're Israelites. They keep the feast days, the laws, and I try to do the same thing. So, But I want to end with them. But I want to say something real quick about the whole religious thing before we wrap it up. In a nutshell, religion lacks love. It's spiritual practice that lacks love. It's folks acting like the saints, acting like believers, but they lack love. That's all it is. People using the law for gain, using the law for money, using all these laws and commandments to control people. If you just simply insert love everywhere you've heard these young people speak tonight and they talk about what problems they saw in the church, if you just insert love, the religion go away. If you take away the profit of money, religion go away. It becomes a relationship with the Most High. If you insert love, take away the money, the religion go away. Because most of the time, that's what it's based on. People trying to make money, people trying to keep people on their thumb, pastors trying to grow churches, so they say all kinds of stuff to control people. Religious people trying to get points and credit from folks. These parking lot prophets, folks that stop you in the parking lot, giving you a word, trying to control you, trying to judge you. They're just wanting you to pay them homage, pay them. People want to be told that they're smart, they're intelligent, they're spiritual. And so this is another reason why they uh, uh, act in a religious manner. You know, a lot of times people try to tell you what's wrong because they want you to feel guilty to pay you back. It's man's manual system to try to duplicate what God is what is doing. It's like they're not doing it God's way. They're doing it their way, and they're trying to emulate God's way. God's way don't bring judgment and shame and all that. So men have all these ways, you know, to try to, you know, rule, but they don't do it God's way. That's called religion or religious. All right? Now, one example in the Bible to me did it better than any other example, and that is, when Christ was approached by the religious people with this lady who had committed adultery. The young people, and I hope they're not saying this, and I don't think they are, but I want to make it very clear. Just because you speak out against sin don't mean you're religious. Just because you tell somebody it's wrong to be a lesbian, it's wrong to be a homosexual, it's wrong to lie. You sh you know, Johnny, so-and-so, you shouldn't tell this lie, you know. That is never going to change. Christ told the woman that he, he told her, go your way and sin no more. But they, they asked her. I mean, they brought this woman that was showing up in the middle of committing adultery. This woman was having sex with another man who wasn't hers, who wasn't hers. They bring the woman to Christ. Was she wrong? Yes. So she could have been a lesbian. She could have been someone Telling the lies. She could have been someone that just stole. She could have been someone that just murdered. She could have been someone that any sin under the sun. And they brought her to Christ. And yes, these religious people were right. She had done something wrong. The Bible said that Christ says to her, Woman, 
Where are your accusers? Because after they brought her to her, brought, it, brought her to him, and he began to ignore them when they started asking, you know, this woman should be stoned. What do you have to say about this Christ? They brought him to, they brought her to him, looking for him to condemn the woman, say, yes, stone her, blah, blah, blah. And you ever wonder why they bring brought her to him in the first place? Because they saw him showing love to people, and they were saying, oh, this man ain't right. He don't believe in, you know, condemning people. Well, he didn't. And to this very day, I don't believe he believed in condemning people. Christ came to take away the sins of the world. The Bible says that the Father was in Christ, not including sin unto man. That's a good scripture to look up, uh, young people and old people. The Bible says again that the Father was in Christ. Not imputing, I'm going to write this down, sin unto man. The Father was in Christ, not imputing sin unto man. Okay? So, and I think that could be found in Second Corinthians 5 and 19. Look like a good verse that would that would talk about that. But he was not, he was inside. Of, don't want you to think about this for a second before we go to this next clip. The Father was in Christ, of course, by the Holy Spirit, not counting men sin. This is the exact way that reads. Again, this is Second uh, Corinthians five and nineteen. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. That means becoming one again with the world, making the world a family again unto him, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. If y'all don't get nothing out of this show tonight, you forgot everything you heard. Do you did you hear what I just read? This should be your favorite scripture, young people, right here, Second Corinthians five and nineteen. To wit that God the Father was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, reconciling making one again, becoming a family again. So when Christ was on the earth, the Father was Inside of Christ through the Spirit, making the world again unto him as one family, not imputing their transgression, trans trespasses unto them, not imputing their trespasses unto them. So that means when Christ would see trespasses, the Father wasn't imputing it unto people. That's what it just says. What else could it mean? Not Counting their trespasses unto them, not imputing it. And then the scripture goes on to say, Paul goes on to say, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. We're supposed to go and continue to preach this. Again, like we talked about the last three weeks, Christ came to destroy sin, past, present, and future. No longer does sin block us from having a relationship with the Most High. 
used to be the most I say, no way, no way, don't come in my presence. But since the blood of Christ, the death of Christ happened, none of that makes, none of that matters. And even when Christ was on the earth, as we just read, it no longer matters. So what are these religious people talking about? They should be addressing you young people about your sins because sin, in the end, is going to cause some type of death. Anything that the Bible says don't do, if you're doing it, it's going to cause some type of problems with your family. It's going to hurt you in the long run. So you can sit up and not want people to address your mess all you want, but we have to address it. We just have to not be religious and be spiritual. The Bible says if you see a person overtaking the fault, ye that are spiritual, go and to restore this person, considering yourself. We're supposed to go in a very, in a, in a, in a Christ-like manner. We're supposed to love the person but still hate the sin. We all are supposed to hate the sin. So some young people just don't want to be, wants nobody to touch their mess. But we're looking at you. The Father's looking at you. And he's seeing things that we're doing, and that's all of us, that is destroying either ourselves slowly or fast, or we're doing acts that's destroying our neighbors slowly or fast, or we're doing something to destroy our relationship with the Most High slowly or fast. And we're supposed to speak out against these behaviors and mentalities and theories and, and philosophy. We're supposed to speak out against this sin. But we're supposed to do it in love. Just, just because somebody do it in love now and they come to you, you can't say that's religious. Christ did not agree with that woman sinning. He just said, I don't accuse you. Go your way and sin no more. He said, sin no more. Don't do this again. But he didn't accuse her. And the Bible says while he was on the earth, he was, the Father was not imputing not one sin unto man. That's deep. I don't think y'all got that. I can preach on that right there for another whole year. We can just talk about that for the rest of the year. That was a powerful scripture. Anyway, one more video, one more video, one more video, and we'll wrap this up. While I'm putting up this video, just one more time, remember, if you take away the greed, money, control of people, you take that away, religion becomes a relationship with the Most High. If you can just take away the religious, when people, when you see people, you call them uh, this religious uh, religiosity we've been talking about, this behavior of, of being religious versus having a relationship. That's the difference here. The difference is the person say I hate religion, but I love Jesus. I, all they're saying is I hate religion, but I hate having a relationship. I love having a relationship with Jesus. If you have a relationship with Jesus, that's a part of the solution. Because Christ is going to point you to the Father. And the Father sent Christ that we may have life more abundantly. So let me play this clip. And we'll finish up here. This is just so deep. It's a very, very good topic tonight, and I hope y'all really is being uh, benefiting from it. It's just you can't get no stronger than this. Speaking out against religion, religion, the thing that's got the whole world 
Some people believe it's the worst thing on the planet. Some people believe it is the worst thing on the planet. But anyway, here are my Hebrew brothers. These people believe that we are one of the lost tribes of Israel, and they're speaking out. The name of this is called Why I Hate Religion, period. has nothing to do with the videos before, except they all come with the same thing, religion. But this is not a response to the video like the other clips were. Check this out. Religion is man-made, so it will always have as many flaws as the man who made it and the men who continue to keep it. Refusing to tell the truth to their congregation while keeping it secret. What religion is the scriptures? What religion was Christ? He was the alpha in the beginning when the Most High said, Let there be light, and that light was Christ. I am not a Buddhist, I am not a Hindu, I am not a Mormon, I am not a Jehovah's Witness. What am I? Bound by this work, enslaved to the truth, I have chosen my master. Why am I doing this? So your blood won't be on my hands. It's just that serious. And this is why I hate religion. Period. 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 I am not a Christian, nor am I Islam. But if it wasn't for the sons of Jacob, you would not have your Quran. Upholding Ishmael when even the Quran says that Isaac was a chosen. So how do you uphold Moses and at the same time oppose him? By bowing to a stone. When the commandments Moses was handed, commanded that it was wrong. Reverencing the God of the Hebrews, same time configuring your own. That's polytheistic. And how could you write a book inspired by Muhammad, just simply considering the fact that he was illiterate, so he literally could not read his own literature. And prophethood was given to Isaac, according to Surah. So it's no wonder you uphold the Torah. Speaking of the Torah, Deuteronomy 13 warns against a dream of such dreams that turns towards other gods. And the Most High don't coincide to share his throne with Allah. See, our scriptures was given in Hebrew. So going back to our language makes the whole situation see through. See, Allah in Hebrew means to ascend. And the Most High is already the Most High. So at the most, he can only descend. That's why his son had to be sent. See, Christ was around almost 600 years before Muhammad's existence. So how could you plagiarize the Bible, then reinvent it and remix it like a hip-hop vintage? They was doing Diddy before Diddy was doing Diddy. Muhammad was 40 years old when he had this 
so-called life-altering vision and wanted to implement monotheism and put an end to division amongst the Arabic tribes. So he extrapolated from the scriptures for a solution to provide. But if it was up to me and my Hebrews, we'd all have a lawsuit pending for copyright infringements. Yeah, I'm simply telling the truth via the fact that we are Israelite descendants and the people over in Israel are simply pretending. See, who we are is not a religion, it's our nationality, our heritage. And we are far too broke to be terrorists for you heretics. Hmm. See, the truth is beautiful, but it becomes ugly to those who feel more comfortable disguised in the costume of their lives, refusing to scale back the blinders from their eyes. Like, for instance, the Catholics and the Christians being persuaded that Christ was Caucasian when he had feet like fine brass, according to Revelation. See the portrait they portray? It's one of Caesar Bourget, who was son of a pope, the lover of the sister, not to mention gay. Which the scriptures specify, if a man and a man lie, surely they shall die. See, the father told us to be fruitful and multiply. But they are of their father Satan, so that order that is set, they deny, then defy. See, Christ said, many will come in my name saying that I am the Christ, and that's why that old serpent Satan has fooled the world as an angel of light. And Paul warned in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 of an alternative Christ, and that's why we dismiss Christmas. And old Nick is just another name categorized in a long list. Satan's alias, sis. And Chris Kringle is just another paganistic god. Now that the light is being shined, it's starting to look a lot more like fraud. But watch the truth give visual to the audio like Pixar. And to be quite frank, the imitation of the truth is piss poor. Giving you Easter when it's really a mispronunciation of the queen goddess of heaven, Ishtar. No wonder they cloak Mary as a spiritual authority. See, the Roman Catholic Church is nothing more than the whore that sits on many waters. That's nationalities. See, if you're a true follower of Christ, he taught himself out of the Old Testament. That means he adhered to it. And he didn't eat shellfish or swine's flesh. So what makes you think you can do it? See, Christ honored the Ten Commandments. That means he honored the Sabbath. But being of Satan, the Roman Catholics decided to do things backwards. Honoring the first day of the week while blaspheming the seventh. And the Christian church tell you if you come to church every Sunday, the first day, you'll still get your blessing. <laughs> See, Christ said, I can do nothing of mine own will, but only of the will of the Father that hath sent me. So common sense, if they're separate, how could that possibly line up with your trinity? In the second commandment, thou shalt have no graven images. And see, that's one more you lost when you decided to erect a cross. And Matthew 23 and 9 says, call no man father. Needless to say, that's one more place where you faulted. See, the scriptures are spiritual records given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, recorded by Hebrews. So who gave the authority to a Roman? And according to Deuteronomy 7 and 6, the Most High does have his chosen. That's why there were 12 tribes of Israel that still exist to this day, but were previously taken down and enslaved, made to take religion. And that's why I am not a Buddhist. I am not a Hindu. I am not a Mormon. I am not a Jehovah's Witness. What am I? 
bound by this work, enslaved to the truth. I have chosen my master. Why am I doing this? So your blood won't be on my hands. It's just that serious. And this is why I hate religion. Period. Israel, I don't think I mentioned the name the first time, Raz, R-I-Z-E, Israel, um, that's the only, that's like a group, that's why I mentioned their name, the other people, just regular people talking, I mentioned um, the B-Ball, 1989, he was the one to put the movie, the uh, original clip out, the rest of them was just a lot of people responding to him, that's a group that's been around forever, uh, again, uh, Raz, R-I-Z-E, Israel, folks, listen, I'm about to show up, and I just want to say I'm just so thankful that um, this this video was introduced. And I know some of y'all probably think, you know, well, you should have been blessed by it, to be honest with you, because uh, it's very true. A lot of us older people are the ones that's guilty of being religious. It, it's not really a, an age, though. It's a it's a mentality. Anybody could be guilty of it. So let's just try to be less religious and try to understand where uh, a lot of these young people are coming from. Because truth of the matter is, um, they have a point. They have a heck of a point, and uh, we better wake up, you know, because they are our future. Simple and plain. This is the same people that just spoke. Um, this is a, another clip by them. Uh, again, this is a group that do a lot of rapping. And the one, the last clip y'all just heard, the Israelites, they got this act, this song I'm going to play. This is called The Valley of Dry Bones. Uh, that's not the one I was going to play. Let's see if we can get the other one I was going to play. I was going to play another one by them. But they do a lot of good stuff. They, they uh, I definitely like their music. And so I'm sick and I find this last. And we'll just end the show with this. Since and I'm trying to find this because I know a lot of young people listening tonight. And I want to get something that's more along their taste. Uh, you know. So that's why I would pick this. But uh I'll go ahead and play this one. I can't find the one I was gonna that I was looking for, but it's okay. We'll just play this and then be done with it. Alright. So again I enjoyed tonight and uh We'll just do this again on Sunday. Good night, everybody. This is for my people, the Hebrews. 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 Ain't waking up, no, ain't waking up. Ain't waking up, no, ain't waking up. Ain't waking up, no, ain't waking up. Empty me out there, fill me up. Call me, Shalla, say, call me.
raise no Allah, we talk Mohammed, we don't kiss no cover. Excuse my Arabic, I'm in cut, we don't bother no cross, we don't kiss no stone. Shabbat Shabbat the most high power, the Allah, I am, it is. This is for my people, the Hebrews. 